Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in the Ivy League, a look inside the ancient eight teams in the Ivy League and their upcoming games with all of the stats, trends, and analysis that you want to hear. And now, here's your host, Tom Barton. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in the Ivy League. I am Tom Barton, TomBartonSports.com, Tom Barton Sports over on Twitter, Tom Barton Sports over on YouTube. I can use all the support that I could get over there. Subscribe, like everything else. We talk about all kinds of sports, not just the Ivy Leagues, but what a week in the Ivy Leagues we had. Harvard failed their road test, but the scoring has just been ridiculous. We are going on to two weeks in a row here where the scoring is out of control in the Ivy Leagues. The, the offenses are really flexing their muscles. And I'm looking at this and I'm going, what, what conference am I looking at here? The offenses in the Ivy Leagues are what's driving it? We haven't seen that happen for years. So we'll take a look back at what has gone on in the Ivy Leagues, who's stepping up, and then we'll look forward at the week to come. So we'll start it off right away. I mentioned Harvard failed their road test. Look, we thought Harvard could get back into this thing. They had a great game where their offense actually led the game and led the day last week against Cornell up in Cambridge. Harvard looked like they were turning a corner. Yeah, they could play good defense, but they showed they could play some offense. Not happening. Not in Penn, not in Philadelphia, not in the situation. Look, Ledlam did what he always does. Put up 21 points and six rebounds. Uh, Dingle, 27 points, outdid him. Penn absolutely blew the doors off of Harvard. They scored 50 in the first half en route to an 83-68 win. That was a game that was a pretty tight contest, according to people that were, quote-unquote, in the know. Everybody assumed Harvard had turned the corner. Everybody assumed Harvard could, could stay within the number. Now we look at Harvard and their great defense getting blown out uh, defensively two games in a row. I, look, I know it's an up-and-down pace against Cornell, but you cannot like what you saw in Harvard's defense against Cornell. And then coming back against Penn, it was the same kind of game plan, except Harvard can't play those up and down. Let's run it on the court all day long. They fall to three and four in the Ivy, tied with Penn, three and four in the Ivies. Dartmouth beats up on Columbia. They put up 83. Columbia... Hangs in there for a little while, but in a big second half where Dartmouth put up 50 in the half. Uh, you'll see that as a continuing trend this weekend. Dartmouth put up 50 in the half. They win 83-73 at 41-point explosion by Dartmouth uh, at a Kellum. Massive, massive game. 41 points, 10 rebounds, 3 blocks. He looked like the best player in the country against a bad Columbia team. Columbia goes to 1-6 in the Ivy. And Dartmouth... Now they get themselves back into this thing. Well, everyone's looking at Penn and Harvard and wondering if they were going to kind of steal that final spot. Dartmouth goes to four and three, and they're saying, no, 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 we're the fourth team here. And it is a real battle now to see who that fourth team is going to be. Dartmouth looking good. Look, they're only eight and 13 on the year, but four and three in the Ivies beating up on Columbia. That was pretty impressive. Cornell did what Cornell does. That means put up 47 points in the second half of a game that they are actually losing to Brown. I told you Brown is a tough team, a tough out, but Cornell does win 80 to 73. They put up 80. Cornell continues to keep rolling on. They're now five and two in the Ivies. Brown falls to three and four in that race for that number four is now where Brown, 
Penn and Harvard are all at three and four, chasing Dartmouth at four and three. And then we go to the big matchup between Yale and Princeton. Princeton wanted to prove that they were the best team in this conference. Princeton wanted to take that stranglehold after Cornell had a bad weekend last weekend. Cornell went on the road last week, couldn't get past Harvard, and they opened up the door for Princeton to say, hey, we're the best team in the conference. Now, Princeton had to go on the road against Yale, who's trying to get themselves back into this thing, and they could not do it. No, Princeton loses to Yale. Yale puts up 52 points in the second half. Noling, 12 points, 9 rebounds. 52 second half points. Look, this game was 36-35 at the half in favor of Princeton. Yale wins 87-65. Absolutely exploded. And that's one of the questions that you have about Princeton, who now goes to 5-2. and two. So Cornell and Princeton are 5-2 and two in the Ivies. Yale and Dartmouth are 4-3, and three, leaving Brown, Harvard, and Penn on the outside looking in. That was one of the questions that you had about Princeton. Could their defense continuously hold up? They look good in the first half, but even still, I mean, you know, you're giving up 35-36 a game. It's going to come back to bite you, but 52-and-a-half. And we watched this weekend, 52-and-a-half, 47-and-a-half, 50-and-a-half, 50-and-a-half. Guys, I, I don't care who you are. I don't care, you know, if you're Kentucky, Duke, one of the Blue Bloods. It doesn't matter. You can't give up 50-and-a-half and expect to be taken seriously. As, as a contender, even in this conference, it doesn't matter. 50 points and a half. We have watched the offenses absolutely explode here. We get that. The offenses have gone wild here in the uh, the last couple of weeks. But you can't give up 50 and a half and expect anything but just negativity to come out of it. Well, I mentioned Yale. They're going to go on the road here against Harvard. Here we go. Another big spot for Harvard. Up at Cambridge, get yourself back to four and four in the Ivies, knock Yale back to four and four in the Ivies, and now you open it up to get your playoff spot available. This is a massive, massive game for Harvard. Now you could say the same thing about Yale. They could go to five and three. They could kind of move up the rankings. And at five and three, you're starting to look at this as as almost securing your spot into the playoff field. Yale, it's a big game for them. Emotionally, how do they come off against this? Again, this is a Friday night game. It's going to be in Cambridge. That place is going to be crazy, but it's a 5 o'clock game East Coast time. It's not the 7 o'clock like normal. I expect that to still, it's still going to be a loud environment, but I expect it to not be as crazy as it probably would be. Uh, I'm not saying that kids drink on campus, okay? But maybe not as much for a 5 o'clock game as it would be for a 7 o'clock game. Harvard has to get this win. This is Harvard season. I don't think you could drop to 3-5 and five and expect to get back into this thing. And I'm only putting the onus on Harvard because of what we watched them and we what we've seen them do against a Cornell team uh, that I thought was massively impressive. Harvard has plenty of games left, right? They have seven games left on the schedule. I just don't know if you could put yourself two games under 500. You have seven games to go on the schedule. If you lose this game, you're then two games under 500 with only six games left. You still have tough meetings at Cornell. You have to go at Dartmouth. You have to go to Princeton, and that's back-to-back-to-back. They have three games here, all at home. Yale, Brown, Penn. You almost have to go 3-0. Get yourself above 500. Get yourself back into this conversation. As far as Yale goes, I want to see how they bounce back in this spot. And and are they going to kind of run with Harvard and see if they could kind of outshoot them, or are they going to expose this defense that we've seen? Brown, Dartmouth. Three and four, four and three. Here's a big spot for Dartmouth as well. Dartmouth is in a tough spot here um, because, you know, you look at what they have to do. They're four and three, but they only have eight wins on the year. 
So they played in a tough out-of-conference schedule. Maybe you could say that. And they're a little battle-worn. They will have six games after this one. Yale, Princeton, Cor- and Yale, Princeton at Cornell. Back to back to back. So to me, this is almost a must-win as well. You're at home. You will be favored in this game. Brown is a dangerous team. I get it. But Dartmouth's got to be looking at this and going, man, we are, we're a 4-3 and three right now. If we could get to 5-3 and three, and we could win only one of the next three games, we're still in this thing. If they lose this game, they could go into that downward spiral. So I think it's a big game for Dartmouth. Penn, Columbia, look, Columbia's just out of their realm. Columbia's been just getting absolutely smashed. Penn is playing better. They're 3-4. and four. They need this win. They're at home. I fully expect Penn to win this game and win it very handedly. Um, you look at Columbia. They lost, they've lost, you know, six games in a row here, giving up 83, 97, and 102 the last three games. 102, 97, and 83 the last three games. Before that, Harvard put up 73 and a 22-point loss, and 84 before that to this Penn team. They already played Penn. They lost 84 to 55, 29-point blowout. I think Penn crushes them here. I can see a 20-plus point blowout. I think Penn puts up 80, maybe 90 points. The Quakers cannot mess around. You can't have a a lapse of a game. You can't look ahead uh, on this kind of game. This is not one of those spots. You've got to go out there and absolutely crush them. I know they have Cornell the next day. Okay, we'll talk about that in a moment. But it's also at home. They have put up now 83-76 back-to-back weeks uh, against Hartford. Against Columbia, like I said, they put up 84. You got to go out here, and you can't look. You just can't. You can't go back and look ahead here. This is a must-win spot, and not a must-win, a must-crush spot. If you're a sports better out there, um, I would worry about Penn pulling some starters late if, you, if it's going to be like a massive 20-point line. But watch that line. Might want to just do the first half. All right, Cornell, Princeton, the battle. Battle for first place, winner, Gets a huge edge up. The winner is in is in first place in this conference, looking at a regular season title. Princeton coming off of a loss. Cornell looking better. But again, we worry about that Cornell defense. This Cornell defense, when you're looking at it and breaking it down, will be the, their undoing if they have an undoing. Their offense is undeniable. Their offense in their last five, six wins, let's see, 80, 102, 94, 88, 74, 86, 91, 96. When they win, they are scoring and scoring at a ridiculous clip. But folks, when they lose, they give up 95 to Harvard. When they lose, they go out there and they can't produce offense. 63 to Syracuse. They put up 68 to Princeton. And that is the game that we just watched. 75-68 where Princeton's defense was able to hold this team down. Princeton took this team and made them one-dimensional. They Princeton took this team and said, we're going to play our style, and our style is not playing into the high 70s or 80s. Our style is keeping you under 70 points. They were able to do it once. Now, Princeton's defense just gave up 87 to Yale. They just gave up 90 to Dartmouth. So their defense in the last two games has not been pretty good. Cornell has got to force the pace here. Cornell has to be able to say, we are going to dictate the pace of this game and not allow you to do so. Now, going into Princeton, it's a tough game to do it at. It's a tough situation, but that's what Cornell has to do in this spot. They've got to push the envelope and make sure that this game gets into a shootout as opposed to what we just watched. Princeton then gets Columbia on Saturday in what will either be a bounce-back game or a, hey, you know what, now we got to go 2-0 and, and kind of really put the sledgehammer down 
one of two ways. I think Columbia's in for a very long weekend, a, a weekend where Columbia could lose both games by 20-plus points or more. It's going to be a tough weekend for Columbia. Dartmouth against Yale becomes an interesting game. They're both 4-3 and three going into the weekend. Becomes an interesting game at Dartmouth. We're going to see if Dartmouth is for real. We're going to see if we should take this team for real in that spot. Brown, Harvard, dangerous Brown going into Harvard, up in Cambridge. Here we go. Harvard kind of can get back on track. They need a big win on Friday. Come back with a big win on Saturday. We're going to be talking about Harvard in a completely different light. And Cornell goes to Penn. This is a tough spot because Cornell then goes to Princeton for first place. And if they win, they got to go take on a hot Penn team on the road. It's double on the road. Or if they lose, they could spiral out of control. Cornell can finish this this weekend. They could be number one, feeling great about themselves. Or we could be looking at a spot where Cornell has lost two in a row and other teams are coming to get them. A team like a Yale is coming to get them. A team like a Dartmouth is coming to get them. So we can be in a very interesting spot as far as the weekend goes when you're looking at what happens to Princeton, what happens to Cornell, Harvard's trying to stay alive as well. This is going to be a separating week. We've seen tremendous amount of offense over the last two, two weeks. We've seen scoring go crazy. We have watched these teams score 50-plus points in a half. I expect a lot of the same this weekend. All right, guys, enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the week. I'm Tom Barton. I'll be back right after this. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.